dynamic mics, you have to um, get like a decibel booster on them because they're really low. Mm-hmm. And you have to like crank your gain real high just to get sound out of them. Yeah. Well, this one, it runs off phantom power. So you wouldn't have to do shit. You wouldn't have to do anything. It actually gives it like a 60, 60 decibel boost. Boom. Yeah. And, a boost. Uh, I'd imagine that would make you peak the mic less. Right? Yeah. That, uh, that and for sh- yeah, because you won't have to have the, the gain as cranked. And um, what else? It also has a built-in popper stopper into the microphone as well as a built-in shock mount. There's a uh, – well, because we were at Micro Center the, yesterday looking okay. for some uh, – my buddy wanted a new keyboard. And I saw two – three really interesting things. The first one was HyperX makes a microphone. Okay. That's uh, I believe it's a USB mic, right? So it's like not what we need. It's like a streaming mic. But the cool thing is that on the backside of it, there's like an LED screen, so you can program it to show like little like pixels and animations and stuff when you're talking and shit. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, the other one was a motorized desk with like a height adjuster. Yeah. So it goes all the way from like 25 inches, you know, top down. Yeah. To like 48. Standing 8. up. Yeah. It's like five feet tall, and I could easily like rest my elbows on. I was like, wow, this is surprisingly really nice. Yeah. I didn't think I'd like you know like a too tall desk, but yeah. feels good. And then the third thing was we saw a Rodecaster mixer, and I love the Rodecaster brand, right? It's crazy, yeah. But um, it was like a four input, nothing crazy. I mean, we've seen like eight inputs, sixteen inputs, right? Mm-hmm. But the cool thing was that you have a sampler built right in, yeah. so you could just tap it and play whatever the fuck you want. So as opposed to me having to stop the pod, and you could just smack yeah, it, smack a button, and it plays for the it. intro. Yeah. Or we could do the DJ Ferris thing. You remember DJ Ferris? No. Burr, burr, burr. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking one hundred seven point five late at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Now, now we get some substantial new monster for it. They changed the can on us, man. Yeah. So, me and Gabe. Uh, well, Gabe didn't notice first off, but uh, I was having a perfectly good day. Yeah, Gabe didn't notice that the monster brand had changed its uh, mango loco can to like a kind of like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a shiny. Yeah, like a shiny, almost like normal can shape or can feel. Um, now the blue, the blue does pop much I, I, more. I do like the blue. Yeah, the blue pops. But the problem is, is that the thing with Monster, especially like the juice was, it has that nice like that feel. That, like it's like almost engraved. It's yeah, like, like, a like nice matty kind of grip. Yeah, it got that nice feel, and uh, it's without it. I had a, like a mental breakdown in Target about it today. I don't so, blame you, dude. <laughs> and I figured, I mean, I, I know you can't really hear me, but I figured that you would have one because most times you do, and. Um, and you were just going to ruin my day? Yeah. You surprised like, you know, me? I got to spring it on Gabe <laughs> just to see his reaction to it. But um, Good stuff. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, uh, dude, uh, it, fuck, I was going to say something, but I totally forgot. You space, bro? Yeah. I space EP'd. You space EP'd. Well, we we got to talk about that a little bit later, too. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Uh, anyway, Gabe, are you just about ready? Yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 140. 140. Oh, yeah. We are back on a decently cool day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. And it's me and Gabe here today. Gabe, how was your week, buddy, since I missed it last week? <laughs> good, good, good. Um, I Well, I mentioned to you, I didn't go to the Devil Wars Pro Show, which we'll get into a bit later. Yeah. But uh, I went to a sauna on Friday. Mm-hmm. Dude, let me tell you, man, that was something else. I feel like, um, it, I, mean, I could be wrong, but it is typical of European men. Yeah, I mean, because men of European origin to want to go to Asana. Well, because like I've never been before, right? Okay. And I've kind of always wanted to experience it. And my dad doesn't really like it. He's like, it's hot as balls. I'm like, isn't that the point? <laughs> kind of the point, dad. You know, yeah. so, so it's not like anybody's <laughs> ever taken me there. And there's one 
uh, not too far from here, actually. And I was telling my buddy, I was like, well, I kind of want to go. Like, Maddie's got a show tonight. I didn't buy tickets for Gideon, Devil Wars Prada, all that, blah, blah, blah. I was uh-huh. like, let's go. Let's just have a nice, like, relaxing day. Sure. Dude, it was fucking perfect. Was I can't it? I can't do, like, the the wet steam. steam. I could do, like, the dry heat. That's fucking perfect. Okay. Ten minutes in there, I was, like, glistening. Yeah? Yeah. Did you feel then, like a new man? Yeah. Well, uh, well, you know, we we stayed in there. They had, like, a pool table, like, a salt cave and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like a restaurant, too, so you could order food and shit. Oh, cool. So we, like, hopped between, like... The steam rooms, the showers, and this and that, and kind of relaxed for a bit. Okay. But, like, the very last thing we did was we got out of the dry steam room, and there's, like, this, um, like, a shower station, but it fills up, like, a whole bucket full of, like, ice-cold water. Mm-hmm. So we just dumped that on us, and it's, like, it, it it's, like, a shock to your system, but you feel so fucking good once that, like, adrenaline wears off, dude. Like, we huh. were in the car, and, you know, when I'm with this buddy, we're usually, like, uh, like over the top, and, like, yeah. Yeah, dead fucking silence <laughs> we, like we didn't say a fucking word for like the like the 15 minutes we drove we just like listened to the music and drove i was like dude i'm so calm right now that was nice yeah, yeah. so totally worth it man so okay so you had fun that's good that's good excellent uh now nah, for me whatever same old stuff <coughs> uh but i had some fun <coughs> oh jesus oh, Christ. You okay dude shit only that, good, <laughs> only that good cushion on this podcast yeah i guess <laughs> shit oh fuck all right so yeah um near the end of the week we had some fun but we'll talk about that in a little bit um, but with that being said, actually, let me turn on the gain a little bit because we're cranking now, Gabe. Yeah, we're we're rocking and we're rolling. He said, "Let me get that distortion." Yeah, uh, crank it down a little bit so so we're not killing you guys. But yeah, um, so I, I came across this thing. So I've recently got into um YouTube travel. You okay. know, they got the travel vloggers and all that stuff. People who travel just for the sake of it, right? And um, I was never a travel guy, right? Because I don't like—I didn't like airplanes, or I was terrified of them. I should say I until should. recently. Yeah, until recently, where I'm like, that's nice. It wasn't too bad, and I do like the fact of I'm saving a whole bunch of time. So I got into it, and these guys are comparing like you know Emirates flights, first class, and stuff, all that, right? Anyway, so with that, um, people have been traveling to Tokyo. Obviously, it's like a you know a big tourist spot. Yeah, I'll be there in April. Yeah, a big tourist spot. They have these tiny capsule hotel rooms. Have you seen these? Um, describe it. I think I might know what you're talking so about. So essentially what it is, is that you pay for, it's like real cheap. It's like 50 bucks a night. You, you stay in a little capsule, right? Uh, now generally speaking, it's for a single person. So you and Maddie won't be able to share a capsule as an example. Oh, finally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, essentially they put you in this little, like uh, space pod looking thing. Yeah. Like a space pod looking thing. You got everything you need. You got chargers, you got light. If you want to read or stuff like that, that's pretty tight. And you just sleep. You know, and I, I just it, it it just garners the philosophy or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Drives home the philosophy of like America, where everything here is bigger. Yeah, like everything's got to be bigger and more luxurious. But across seas, it's ti- minimalistic. Yeah, minimalistic, tiny rooms. You know, just Space saving, just enough to sleep, and that's really all you should need a bedroom for, right? So, I just wanted to know if you ever seen one. Yeah, like a little space pod looking thing. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, they also have a really cool thing called like a love hotel. Okay. So it's like for couples, it's like the total opposite and stuff. And all the rooms are like very like cool theme, like like a sexy romance getaway stuff. But like they're so like into their privacy that like when you check into one of these, you either do like a robo check in or if like a person checks you and they're behind like a screen. So you don't see their face. They don't see your face and stuff. Really? I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it is kind of interesting. And there's also some uh, some like sex shops in Tokyo where it's only men allowed. What? Yeah. Or they or they'll have like a certain floor. Like I think like the top floor or like the bottom floor. It's like only male or only female. Really? So like everything else. You know what I mean? Like there's I can't remember the fucking name of it for the life of me. But there is a sex shop down there where uh, you can go to any floor. But if you're not female, you can't go to the floor. Okay. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting. Well, 
So yeah, like I said, I've gotten down the rabbit hole when it comes to YouTube travel Stuff. recently. We're trying to make reservations at the restaurant that that Kill Bill scene was uh, filmed in. Fun fact. Uh, oh yeah, the, really? The, the Crazy 99 Yeah, or yeah, Crazy 88. 88, there we go. Interesting. So okay. that's a real restaurant. We're trying to get reservations. That's cool. Well, let me know if you get those. Uh, that should be interesting. And uh, so yeah, that's good stuff overall. But yeah, let's just let's go ahead and so, get. So we got a big drop this week. We got a Disney Plus. Yeah, I swear I was just looking at my phone, and then on Twitter it popped up. It's like get Disney Plus tomorrow. Start streaming tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. So we got it. You guys got it. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned to you that Maddie added like 110 things. That's crazy. To our watch list, and seven of those were mine. Yeah. The other 103 were hers. And it's insane to me how many of these uh, DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies mm-hmm. that she knew. I knew the obvious ones like Cadet Kelly, Luck mm-hmm. of the Irish, yeah, uh, you know, like the bigger ones. But she like knew like all of them. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so she really did grow up under a rock. But anyway, uh, what do you think about the service, man? Because I, I do have some numbers here. In the first 24 hours, gained 10 million subs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have this weird little thing on here. So a lot of Vizio TVs can't even run Disney Plus because what they use as their quote unquote smart TV is a like an, an internal built-in version of an older Chromecast. And so that Chromecast uh, hardware doesn't support really Disney Plus. So if you have a Vizio smart TV and you get Disney Plus, you know, you might be kind of fucked. Interesting. Which is why, you know, I always advocate, like, just get a PlayStation or get, like, a streaming box. Yeah. Uh, so obviously some of that numbers, I don't want to say skewed because that's not the right word, but a lot of those were free subscribers. A lot of the Verizon people like me, you know, they got it for free. So, I mean, it's still impressive. You know, it's not going to be any less impressive, but... There's a lot of that, so nothing you know, nothing wrong with that, but it is what it is. Overall, as a service, I think it's really cool. I've gotten really, really into the Disney Nature um, documentaries this week. Sure. So like they, they do own a Nat Geo, which I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I watched the Born in China one. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, the Chimpanzee one. Uh, but like, like I said, I've got really gotten into the Disney Nature ones, and it's really, 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 really well done. Beautifully shot, obviously. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. spare any expense on that regard. And I was telling Adrian, I'm like, these movies take forever to make, like, because you can't, you can't make. Oh, it's not like a week long endeavor. Yeah, you can't make a wild animal do what you want them to do. They're going to do what they want to do on their own time. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, for some of them, you know, they shot, you know, they capture all four seasons. So like, there's you know, at least it's like that. a year long plus. Yeah, minimum. So yeah, and uh, I just love them. I think they're really well shot, and I love a lot of the narr- the narrators. They have um, they done John C. Riley. They got John Kransky doing one. Um, they got Tim Allen doing one. So it's good stuff, and uh, that's like what I was really into this week. I uh, got. Uh, caught up on the Mandalorian. I mean, I know it's only two episodes in. You, if you got, I haven't touched it yet. I'm probably gonna wait for one more episode because we're plowing through Phil of the Future as we speak. Okay, and that show's kind of. It's actually pretty fucking funny. Yeah, no, Adrian's going through that so Raven right now. I'm not crazy about it, but it, it was pretty. Uh, I've had some good laughs. There's a couple the, episodes, yeah. Yeah, I've had some good laughs so far. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, so yeah, I got caught up on the Mandalorian. Uh, the first thing I watched was Endgame because I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters and I loved it again. Um. But yeah, man, I'm going Disney Plus crazy. Any opportunity I get to watch it, I do. Very cool. I think that uh, for a multi-billion dollar company, the software design and layout of Disney Plus is absolutely fucking horrendous. Yeah, I agree. It is absolute trash. It, dude, it took me forever to find uh, like fill of the future, right? Because there's no like continue watching. Yeah, that's There's horrible. no resume uh, off the last episode. It's like every time we go in and click watch fill of the future... Mm-hmm. It brings us back to episode one, and I'm like, what is this horseshit? So you yeah. actually have to manually go through the episodes. And remember where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, dude, for, um, like I said, for a multi-billion dollar company, this shit is unacceptable. I agree. Because Netflix was much smaller when they started streaming. They did it much better. Hulu does it much better. And any, like, 
anybody that's been streaming movies and TV shows for longer than a year does it better than Disney Plus. Shouldn't they like because they own part of Hulu? Wouldn't it have been like ideal to like really study that and dissect what they do really well on that? Well, and- well here's my thing, right? Because um, the Amazon streaming platform is also fucking horrendous, yeah. but at least you could pick up where you left off. Yeah, you know what I mean. And as a guy who does software development for a living, it's just absolutely ridiculous that like these, you know, the mouse has like endless pockets Mm -hmm. there's no they're bottomless you know what i mean and we can't get a good layout or like shit that makes sense well i think the the big deal is you know they're gonna be like well you know we're learning and la 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 but you're right like there's plenty of templates for this out there even the wwe network oh my god yeah got that sorted out you know what i mean look at like look at hulu right you guys have hulu yeah that layout is gorgeous yeah they they may not have the best selection they have a great selection Mm -hmm. but that layout, when you see that Hulu green go up and just the way the columns and submenus work, yeah. beautiful. Everything's Love well organized. It. That yep. is my favorite like streaming like layout and I'm, feel. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that because like, because uh, I compare it a lot actually because um, the worst I had seen up to this point was the WWE Network when it first launched. It was bad. It was horrible. Um, but up to this point, I, I would have to agree. I think Disney so far the UI has not been very friendly at Do all. Do you have um, Hulu on your phone? I do. Also, the best mobile layout, in my opinion. I don't really. I've never really fucked around with it on mobile. Just really. pull it up one day and yeah. look through it. It is so awesomely buttery smooth. Is it? Yeah, it's it's tits. But like, yeah. When's the last time I said that? Yeah. Um, but come on, Disney. That's like my biggest complaint right now. Yeah. If I need, if me, a guy who should understand the underlying workings of how all this shit works, if I need help finding something, like they, uh, do you remember Twitches? They separated Twitches and Twitches 2 by, like, 30 fucking movies on the featured list. It's like, why would those two not be right next to each other? Holy shit. That makes literally no sense to me. And that, and like I said, dude, the mouse has bottomless pockets. Yeah. And we need to fix this ASAP because I think that's the one massive thing that's holding it back from being great. Yeah. Because a lot of kids are going to have this, and if they can't find what they want to watch, they're going to get frustrated. Their parents are going to get frustrated. It's just that this weird endless cycle, man. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with that. They got to get that figured out. I'm sure they'll have like a like a big patch or a big update coming soon with it because I think that's a lot of the sentiment people have with it. It's not they're not people are not even so much focusing on the content, which obviously they have a mountain mountain full of content. Mm-hmm. But I think they're more concerned about the fact that it's really hard to navigate right now. Honestly, the best thing that they did for that layout was separate Star Wars, Marvel, Disney yeah. Originals, and Nat Geo, Pixar too, that, and Pixar. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Everything else is horseshit yeah so they got to get that figured out um what else did i watch i watched empire of dreams which is the star wars documentary mm-hmm. watch that gargoyles you mentioned yeah got still waiting for the last season of that gotten into a little bit of gargoyles Gargoyles is fucking great too yeah um and i took a look around and i'm like wow they got the fucking 90 spider-man on here they got the x-men, the X-Men on here. yep i'm like that's wild man they, I, I you could keep yourself busy and for the simpsons and all yeah i haven't even started digging into that um, that's crazy, man. They got a lot of content. They just got to find a- that nineties X Men show aged wonderfully. Well, so, the, so did the Spider Man one. Yeah, they, well, they got all the Spider Man fucking cartoons because you mentioned that they have the the, like, the amazing Spider Man, yeah. right? And I was like, cool. And then I was like looking through, I was like, they got all these they, bitches in here. They got Ultimate and all that stuff. Yep, yep. it's pretty pretty fantastic. They just got to get it organized, man, because it is a it is a, a choppy fucked up mess right now. So with Disney Plus being launched on Tuesday of this week, I can't remember the day. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday, Netflix announced that they're in collaboration with Nickelodeon for a yeah. bunch of original animated series, spinoffs, cartoons, and stuff like that. So probably, I don't know, maybe another SpongeBob movie. Uh, probably some, I'd like to see Rocket Power. Rocket Power would be Rocket nice. Power is a big one. Uh, can we get George Lopez on? 
uh, Netflix ah. because George Lopez transitioned to Nick at night yeah. at one point. Um, yeah, dude. And Hey Arnold, another great one. Hey Arnold would be cool. Rugrats, all the Rugrats movies you can have. E- even a, just the, the SpongeBob collection because I think the only place you could stream it right now is Amazon, but they don't have everything. Yeah. You know, just drop all 10, 11 seasons or whatever. There's a lot more than that, I think, at but, this point. <laughs> but, but regardless, the first three seasons of SpongeBob are fucking comedy gold. Ca- absolute classic. And, you know, like even throwing those on there would would garner some attention. What's your favorite SpongeBob episode? My favorite SpongeBob episode. See, I, I think, man, there's so many fucking good ones. I like the training manual one where he learns how to cook the Krabby Patty. <laughs> I like the one where Squidward eats so many Krabby Patties, he gets a fucking junk in the trunk. Yeah. That one's ridiculous. Uh, the errands. Are you finished with those errands yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the magical box one. It's like imagination. And I like to go on too. Woodward climbs into it and it's like the, the garbage truck <laughs> and he thinks he's in a rocket ship. What else? The magic conch shell is a fucking phenomenal. That's episode. a good one. Uh, health inspector is a really fucking good one. Hash slinging uh, slasher. The hash slinging slasher. And see, these are just shit like off the top of our heads. Crusty sure. crab pizza. For you and Yeah. Um, and Dude, like wait, wait, these wait. are just the ones that like we remember. Like how many more that we don't? Somebody put uh, so there's a SpongeBob me that went around and somebody put um, that from the, a screenshot from the Krusty Krab Pizza episode where him and Squidward are walking through like the the sandstorm uh-huh. and somebody cropped it out and put Def Stranded above it and it fucking <laughs> cracked me up. That was so funny. Speaking of which, I mean I know it's kind of not next up, but I've started to watch gameplay of it. I am like so confused, mm-hmm. but like so wonderfully intrigued by it. Are you on board with it? I'm on board with it. I mean, like, I know, I know, it's not going to be for everybody because mm-hmm. it's definitely slow. And like I said, I've probably watched about three hours up to this point, four hours, and I'm like really confused by it. <laughs> but like, the, uh, a lot of the sentiment that I'm seeing, especially from like content creators, are like, "Watch, it's going to fuck around and be a masterpiece." Which it's Kojima, so it has a very good chance. But I'm just confused by it. Like I don't get the it. marketing for this game was way off. Yeah, and I think that. Yeah. I think that they should have taken a different approach. It's yeah. like picking your singles off an album. You know? De- definitely. It was it was a little weird, but like I said, that, that's unrelated. But hey, I just, man, maybe, maybe it'll go up for like 30 bucks on Black Friday. And, I'm going to have to take a look at it because yeah. I'm a big Kojima fan, but again, we talked about this way back way back then when it's like a what, genius. What happens when, a genius, when you let your guard dog off the leash? Yeah, what happens when you leave a genius unchecked? Like It's it's a weird thing, and then you get death-stranded. Def- Anyways. Good stuff. Let's talk about Scoob. So we're getting another Scooby-Doo movie with yes. this uh, CGI-style animation. Did you see the trailer? I did. What'd you think? I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's I think it's cute. Uh, I like the little origin story thing, and he was like, oh, in a world, you know, <laughs> where, uh, you know. Your favorite heroes or whatever in their origin story and whatnot. I think it's interesting, um, and uh, I think I'll go. I think that the Scooby Doo franchise has been in this weird spot and it's been mishandled, especially in the Hanna Barbera days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's something special about the OG Scooby Doo. Where are you? And like Thirteen Ghosts, and then but you know, there's so many hit or miss movies yeah. out there, and it's just been passed on from so many hands. I think that the last. Um, Scooby-Doo series, which is on Netflix. Uh, I thought that was really good because I can't remember the fucking subtitle of it. But Jesus Christ. But that was really good because you get character backstories. Uh, the town has personality. You get to meet their parents and what they do and stuff. Okay. Like uh, Fred's dad is like the mayor and stuff. So there's like all these corrupt politicians working in. The, you know, it, there's a level of intrigue. And I think the franchise is finally starting to, um, I don't know, maybe see some fresh fucking air. Because Scooby-Doo has been this kind of static series for so long. The only things that have changed is the animation style mm-hmm. and the intro song, really, right? Because yeah. it's always 
the monster of the week format, but so many shows go on to prove that that's not a bad format to do if you do some more. Yeah. You know, if you go for that extra credit. Yeah. So I do, I did like the trailer. I think the CGI was just a smidgen off putting. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll grow to like it. It was, it wasn't amazing. It, it was, no. it was substantial, but it's it, not, it doesn't have to be for something yeah, like this. This is true. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how Scooby-Doo goes forward, uh, moving on because I feel like maybe, and maybe I'm completely wrong with this, but I feel like our generation, um, was like the last one to get that Scooby-Doo kick because like my younger nephews, one of them's 18 and the other one's 11. They don't particularly care for Scooby-Doo. I think, you know I mean? think you're probably right about that. We, we also had a pup named Scooby-Doo in our era too. That, dude, that was like mid nineties yeah. too. So we, we caught like the tail end, the very tail end of the it, tailspin yeah. of that fucking conundrum. There I, was an Al Capone episode. I remember that one. And they play like a, <laughs> like an episode of Jeopardy on it. Like, yeah, really? Okay. I have that on DVD. I'll loan it to you. One interesting. Interesting. But yeah, dude. So I'm excited to see where Scooby-Doo goes forward because I love that dog. Absolutely. He um it should be fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll probably end up seeing it with theaters with the baby. I'm sure she'll have a good time with that. Yeah, man. Get her off on the right foot. Absolutely. And then when she's like ten, show her zombie island and be like, Yeah, this this scared the shit out of me when I was your age. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh speaking of static franchise which got a kind of a new look, let's talk about the new Sonic trailer. Have you seen this? Yeah, he looks great. He looks absolutely fantastic. He looks exactly the way he should have looked the whole fucking time. Um and it looks fun. I think uh I liked how the trailer was kinda long. Because mm-hmm. they weren't like, okay, look at it. We, we really we took some time. We really fixed it. We really make them look better. And he looks absolutely fantastic. I do like the tone of the trailer. I think it's going to be funny, but I think it's going to give you some Sonic love. And I'm a big Sonic fan. I've always been a big Sonic fan. And I'm glad to see him finally look the way he's supposed to look on a big screen. So. I think that the issue with the first iteration of this Sonic was that they tried to make him, you know, this is going to sound like ridiculous, but they tried to make him like too realistic mm-hmm. you know what i mean they were going for like a realistic approach whereas this one is definitely a lot more cartoony yeah bigger eyes the like the tannish body yeah and, and the smaller proportions it just works so much better yeah you know what i mean you don't need to have a realistic fucking hedgehog on screen yeah you just need to have sonic absolutely uh yeah i think you nailed it on the hand with that man i think that that's real life and um, i'm glad that they fixed him and made him look better somebody said that at the end of it they should have uh <laughs> sam l jackson walk out and say we need to talk to you about the smash brothers initiative yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that um yeah. I, I, you know what I want to see? I want to see um, it, like a joke in the movie about the old design. I yeah. feel like that'd be really cheeky and funny. Yeah, I'd like be like, man, I don't, I don't look nothing like that or something like yeah, that. Right. Like, who, who came up with this abomination? Or like, you know, like when they discover him, it's like, look for a hedgehog that looks like this. And it's actually the old design. He's like, I don't look like that. Hey, <laughs> me. That's not me. Yeah, that's some like Deadpool level of comedy. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, speaking of things to be excited for. So, Brad Pitt is working on a new documentary. Awesome. I'm already on board. Yeah. Uh, about a particular individual. Which is? Uh, Chris Cornell. Love it. I'm he, on board. He's going to make a documentary about Chris Cornell. It's going to be called Like a Stone. Wow. Yeah. That is my favorite Audio Slave song, yeah. too. Nailed it. And, uh, yeah, he, apparently he's a was a big fan and uh, wants to you know spearhead this Chris Cornell documentary. And I think it's wonderful. And I think he deserves it. And I think more people need to know his story. Because he, to me, he's one of the most underrated, um, low-key legends that people don't reference enough. From Soundgarden, Audio Slave, to his own personal projects, like all his music was fantastic. He's not have a bad song in his catalog, and um, I'm glad that he's got finally getting some love. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I'm also uh, excited to see these actors graduate into directors because I mentioned with the whole Jonah Hill thing, he's worked with Scorsese, and you know when you're around greatness. 
for so long it from rubs it, off. It, has it rubs be. off. And Brad Pitt has been around so many great other actors, directors, and writers for like most of his life. Yeah. That I got a good feeling about this. He was around Wes Craven, man. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure. Or was that be... Johnny Depp? That was Johnny, that was Johnny Depp. Depp. My, my I, bad. <laughs> I figured that's what you meant, but I'm like, let me let, me let him have it. Regardless, still yeah. around many greats, and I, I want to see Absolutely. what he directs like. Absolutely. I think it should be good. So um, I'm glad because, like I said, Cornell needs more love, and uh, I'm glad that he's finally getting it. Good stuff. Um, so The Witcher was renewed for season two. Apparently, sure. the execs at Netflix like what they've seen so much that they greenlit a season two. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. I am probably going to pick up Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of divisive of whether or not I should just go for the PC and just get the graphic fidelity or if I should just get it on the Switch and the portability. You know what I mean? It's like it's a really big trade-off because you could... I, I do play my Switch on my lunch Yeah. At, like, at work, and that's an extra hour that I might not get that up, day up or down time. the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got to take advantage of that. So we'll see, but I'm glad to hear that this series is... Apparently doing well. Yeah, man. Because I, like, I think Netflix is doing a pretty good job with their like personally animated stuff. Because I know He-Man is going to be coming out soon enough. And I heard nothing but wonderful things about it. All the people involved seem to really enjoy the project. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, more, more, more power to them. Um, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to be keeping Netflix for the next year at least until Disney Plus makes me start paying for them. Telling you, man. It's it, just like the, the gaming wars right now. It's yeah. the battle of the originals. We, actually, it's, it's actually funny that you bring that up. Because it's like almost like we've traded off. Like we're not we're not in the gaming wars anymore. We're in the streaming war now, and everybody picks their well, favorite. Well, because here's the thing, right? If crossplay is gonna be like the new new in gaming, you're literally gonna pick your next console from originals. Yeah. Or unless it's you know Nintendo, which always does wacky fucking shit. Yeah. So that's I think it's a little weird. I mean, I think it's interesting that the you know gaming war has ended, but now the streaming war has emerged, where everybody has their own fucking service and stuff. That's interesting. Alrighty. Good stuff. So I have a movie review. You do. Um, I went to go see Ford versus Ferrari yesterday. Um, and so I want to mention that I know I knew the story of Ken Miles. I've known it for a very long time. It's it's really a fucking legend in the car world. You know, if you're into racing, if you're into Formula One, Le Mans, you know about this story because okay. it's fucking phenomenal. Sure. Um, and as a point of reference, I literally watched, me and Maddie watched a documentary that the guys from the Grand Tour, the Top Gear guys did on their show last year, maybe two years ago. And that was also very moving. Um, Ford versus Ferrari is currently my movie of the year. Oh, wow. I didn't even have to think twice. It beat out Joker in a fucking heartbeat. Really? Yeah. No no second thoughts. There's two more movies that are coming out, uh, Knives Out and Star Wars. And I'm going to give those two a fair shot. But in like... This movie is fucking phenomenal. Really? I think it might be one of my favorite of all time. Really, dude, it is. Wow, high praise so, from Gabe. So let me let me tell you, right? The casting, fucking perfect. Matt Damon and Christian Bale nail their roles as Carol Shelby and as Ken Miles, and it's fucking awesome. The movie is two and a half hours long, so make sure you pee mm-hmm. beforehand. But it does not feel two and a half hours, dude. Okay, and it is like the epitome of the American fucking dream, dude. And I, I don't want to give anything away because I don't know if you know the story of Ken Miles, but if you don't, uh, you're going to really fucking enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely on my watch list. That's one of them for sure. Um, so you're not going to grade it? You're going to wait then? I'm, I'm giving it an A. Oh, an wow. A, I'm, it might turn into an A+. Plus, but let me, let me tell you this, right? Um, I'm a car guy. Okay. But you're not. I don't think that's going to be an issue here. Okay. Because so, yeah. the movie and the racing scenes... 
they really no no pun intended they fucking grip you mm-hmm. like i i needed to see a fucking cardiologist after that movie like my shit was thumping in yeah. some of those races yeah i heard a lot of that like it's not exactly a racing movie but the racing moments really do they like, they shine. did a really fucking good job at those racing scenes okay and the like i said carol shelby matt damon is carol shelby and christian bale is ken miles perfect job so much like overflowing character and personality in whom they portray and and it's it's all based off a true story so that's very cool that's go on my into list. it watch it and let me know what you think because maddie almost cried really i i was like like i said i had a fucking like cardiac arrest in there and <laughs> it's a fucking great film dude excellent excellent that's good that's good stuff man because i feel like um where we exited the kind of the 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 gauntlet of like Music and we've entered the gauntlet of kind of like movies in the last couple of weeks because uh, I heard Doctor Sleep is fucking fantastic. I heard I've heard uh, I heard this was really good and like you said we got Star Wars and a bunch of other things coming out and it should be an interesting. You no, know, for of the it year. being like a month away, we haven't gotten much Star Wars traction. No, uh, not really. I mean, I think the hype has maybe died down a bit. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that, but I think um, I think Disney is kind of keeping this really close to the chest. I don't. I feel like they're not ramping up because they don't want to kind of stuff you know you know yeah piss people off or absolutely you know i'm sure once we hit december 1st it's gonna go balls to the wall absolutely um so one last final word about ford versus ferrari um unless you have a full like 7.1 surround sound theater at home with like a full subwoofer and full dynamic range and stuff um go see it in theaters because that's the way the movie was meant to be experienced and i don't know if you have ever been in a fucking exotic car or a race car but when that exhaust is blaring this movie does a really good job of like capturing like the the tenseness and the fucking like chaos of the inside of a race car. Very cool. So go see it in theaters if you have any like interest in it. That's the way to fucking watch the movie. It's just like Endgame. The way to watch it is in theaters. Absolutely. So very very that's my cool. review. It's that, my movie of the year, and that, I don't think anything's gonna shake it unless Knives Out is like a fucking S tier movie, right? Yeah, that's which I don't know. I don't even know if I see that in. in in like the markings for it, but I think it's going to be a fun movie at the very least. I, I told, uh, I told Mandy, I want that movie to fix what, um, murder on the Orient express fucked up. That's I'm, I'm literally in the same boat. <laughs> I think I, I think I literally said that when I saw the fucking, uh, the trailer. That's and it's funny. funny. Cause like none of the same people are involved. Yeah. But it's like, it's, but it's another ensemble cast where you're like, this has to be good, right? Like there's no way that it's not. It can't. And like I said, my issue wasn't with the movie of the murder on the Orient express. It was of the resolution. Mm-hmm. And, I think Maddie put it perfectly. It was probably much fucking better in the book. Absolutely. It just didn't translate well on the screen. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's it right yeah. there. I, I'd have to agree with that. All righty. So let's talk some gaming. Yeah, um, go ahead and get into it. Okay, so Just Dance 2020 came out. Um, interesting statistics. So I bring this up because, uh, first of all, they're still making Wii games, which I thought was weird. Um, so in the UK, uh, the sales chart for Just Dance 2020... Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but the Wii has sold more copies of this game than all the other consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch combined. That's crazy. I, Yeah. I'm thinking because of the motion control. I mean, it makes sense to put it on the Wii. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of interesting because we do have um, like PSVR. Yeah. We do have the Xbox One version of that, and the Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons do have gyroscopes and mm-hmm. sensors and all that stuff. Um. So, yeah, um, I'm surprised this thing... I mean, it's not selling like fucking hotcakes, right? We can't say that. But I just thought it was interesting that in the UK, the Wii version outsold all the other versions. Yeah, that is a little weird. And uh, somebody said that it's like, oh, old people homes. And I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, there's probably that too. There's yeah. probably a lot of that. So I just thought that was weird that one they're still making Wii games because I feel like we're past that. The I, I thought I didn't even know they were still making Just Dance games. <laughs> well, let me tell you this: uh, Maddie's folks have a Wii at their house, and um, they're running like a version of Netflix from like 2009, like the layout, and they can't update it because none That's of it. the future versions support the yeah. Wii anymore. Yeah. So they're running this ancient, archaic, still bold red version of Netflix, and That's I was like, funny. dude, I feel like I'm like 13 again. That's kind of funny, actually. So yeah, they're still making Wii games, and uh, Just Dance is apparently doing really well in the UK on the Wii. Good for good for you guys. Whoever who makes that, I don't even know who fucking makes that. Yeah, <laughs> who I have no idea. Who man. makes just that? I don't even fucking don't look know. Don't look at me. Alrighty, so to to kind of update on uh, something that we covered last week about EA letting the trademark for skate drop, they actually just renewed it. They actually just brought the skate fucking name back, and they just renewed it for trademark. I think that's interesting. They listen to our podcast, and they're like, you know what, Gabe's right. Yeah, we got to make another one. No, it was probably some issue with the paperwork where it got sent back and forth, or maybe it got delivered late. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, just like how it was within a week of uh, week's time, it's like, well, they dropped it, and everybody's like, oh no, no more skate. And then the <laughs> week later, they're like, oh, psych. Yeah. Oh yay, skate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, that doesn't necessitate a new skate game. Absolutely. I think they're just hanging on to the name because they know if they let that shit go, the next big skateboarding game is going to claim skate. skate yeah or skate and like a weird subtitle yeah probably i mean like it's not to say that it's not one down the pipeline but they're like they're definitely future proofing this so well like i'm just said. saying the kids that grew up on early tony hawk all the way up to like american wasteland honestly are in the working field and i can't give you a percentage but even if it's like a tenth of a percent that go into video game development that's still a good number of comrades we have out there Absolutely. in the video game world. And I promise you, maybe one or two of them, probably much more than that, want to make uh, the next great skateboarding game. Yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. I agree. And I promise you, it's going to be a fucking indie dev and some indie title. And then EA is going to be like, can we buy your studio? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I wonder what that's going to look like because that's, you know, the world's changed and. Obviously, the arcadey style probably won't sell as well it's anymore. Gotta, it's got to strike a balance. There's a lot of fun in the arcade style that you and I both enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to have a decent story because now you can't just get away with like Pro Skater 2 where you get two minutes and a level. Or even the skate games. They didn't really have much of a story. Not really. Right. But like now, you, I feel like you got to have some sort of campaign feature. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, I, I still love my idea where... These skateboarding games are good at capturing the fun of skating, but none of them capture like the the necessity of like let's go find a spot. Yeah, it's like I need that's, that's, I need to hire a photographer. That that's something that I would want. I would want um kind of an ever expanding kind of um, map, as like you know when the game first comes out, it's only certain you know a certain size. Everybody discovers all the spots, and it's all like there's no like pre made gaps or anything like that. Like you have to explore the world, kind of look at it, and be like, can I do this? Kind of like skating, you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously there's the famous spots that everybody knows, but then there's the spot that fucking is always the best trick on the newest Thrasher video or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and see, even something like that, I didn't even consider that. Like, what if you got like a videographer, like you hire, like you know, you make in game money, you hire a videographer for a day for like five hundred bucks or whatever, and then part of the fun of the game is you making your own skate video, skate video, like uh, like at the movies. I don't know if you remember that. It's a game about making a movie. Yeah, and you cut and paste your own shit and you dub it over how cool would that be if like part of the game is like making yourself famous getting your name out there and then cutting your own skate vids yeah that'd be interesting finding finding your own spots and 
going crazy. Yeah, and then and then you have a whole community feature. You post your skate vids and people rate it and yeah. stuff people like that. People are all over your spot and trying it, to fucking bite your trick. And it, it is we are at the apex of like social gaming communication. You know what I mean? Like there's the discords, the PlayStation parties, the Xbox. There's no reason why why not. Yeah, it's just that we need somebody to to realize put their it. best foot forward yeah. because. We've gotten the arcade. We've gotten the realistic. We've gotten the in-betweens. We've gotten the greats and we've gotten the bads. Let's implement something new, dude. I'm with it. You know? Because, like I said, in in my ideal weird skate game, you can go out there and skate all you want for fun. And you'll get better. But you won't make money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you can be smart with your photographers, your videographers, with your promoters, with your skate comps. And you can make a bit of cash. Yeah. And you can have some fun with it. Absolutely. It's the skate game you want it to be. Anyway, I'm on a rant. I'm, I'm fucking daydreaming. Um, what's up with SOCOM? All right. So, um, Gorilla Games, by the way, their names are back in the headlines. Uh, I guess they're talking about potentially reviving SOCOM. SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs, for those who may not be in the know, was one of the earlier, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Strategical, tactical. St- strategic simulation military games, right? Where... If somebody dies, there, it's permadeath, baby. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And... Um, like you control the team, not just one person. You control the team of uh, SEAL operators. You would go out into a mission and you figure out the best way to execute that mission. Positioning people at different points in the map and cutting off certain ways of ex- exit and stuff like that. Actually really ahead of its time now I think about it. Honestly. Yeah, because I played SOCOM 2 and I was like... That was what, on the PlayStation 3? 2. 2. PlayStation 2. And I remember just being totally like... Uh, overwhelmed with all of the possibilities and ways of playing the game, and I just did it wrong. I would play the game yeah. wrong. I would. Just I mean, we like, were young back then; we couldn't fully comprehend strategies. And- absolutely, and just kind of running in and going ape shit and be like, "Why did I die? Why can't I beat it?" Because you're not playing it right, stupid. That's why. Yeah, this isn't Call of Duty yeah. in the battlefield. Absolutely. So they're, hopefully they revive it, and I'm all for it. I think we could use a kind of a well because we we got um I can't remember how long ago, but we did have XCOM games where it's the same setup, but mm-hmm. you're fighting aliens yeah. as opposed to. Stuff like that. But I'm excited to see a new SOCOM because, um, I mean, at the moment, I think the tactical shooting master of the two are Rainbow Six, obviously, and Insurgency Sandstorm, which is a completely different fucking experience. Mm-hmm. So I think we need another good, strong contender that isn't like uh, like Civ or Age of Empires yeah. or something like that. We need like a like a shooting tactical something you know i agree in Abs- that pool. absolutely and i would i would love for socom to make a return i'd definitely hop all over it so hopefully if gorilla game is listening please do this uh, i'm all over it you know what um like aspect of battlefield i miss do you remember in battlefield 2 where you could switch between soldiers by pressing like triangle mm-hmm. and it'll like zoom you out and zoom you to them i yep. thought that shit was super slick yeah yeah interesting i don't think it'll work nowadays but for the campaign yeah super awesome yeah that's interesting uh well so i guess we'll have to see what happens what comes to socom and hopefully makes a little bit of a return because we need more tactical shooters we need more thinking man shooters out there yeah There's absolutely not uh There's not thing, speaking about making a return uh we got sindel on deck yes yeah, so mk11 sindel new footage dropped she looks fantastic. Of course she does, because let's be real. I know we've talked about it before. I mean, regardless of what people may feel about Eleven gameplay wise, it's probably the best looking fighting game on the planet. So um, at the moment, yeah, at the moment, um, and she looks absolutely fantastic. I think because everybody's talking about the Revenant skins, and we I've complained about it at not at not at you know at no end about it, but um, she looks great. What can I fucking say? She probably looked the best she's ever looked 
ever. Period. And they've given her a little bit of personality. I think um, I've heard somebody say, well, she's always been kind of just screaming lady. <laughs> and Shao Kahn wife screaming lady. Yeah, exactly. Like brainwashed somewhere yeah, in between. Absolutely. And uh, it looks like she's gotten a little bit more personality, talking a little bit of shit, which I like. And um, make her sound like less of a man because in nine she totally sounded like a dude <laughs> trying to be a girl. We're not going to get into that, though. Um, yeah, she looks good. And gameplay looks interesting. She kind of looked like Starfire a little bit from Injustice 2. She, mm-hmm. she had that kind of look. I'm sure they, they used some of those assets. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm not mad at them for it. Um, but because, you know, we've been using the same fucking, never mind. Not going to get into it. But um, she looks great. And uh, hopefully she thinks she comes out by the end of the month. Cool, cool, cool. And, I, of course, I got the, you know the season pass or whatever so i'll let you guys know uh we will get my co-host on the other podcast on an episode of this because him and i came to a conclusion about mkx and mk11 okay and uh so our opinion was that we enjoy mkx much more mm-hmm. so do you happen to have an opinion on mk11 or between those two i should say between the two like <sighs> well because here's, here's my thing right i always say that like a perfect game album movie is something you always come back to and I always find myself coming back to 10, not 11. I always find myself coming back to MKX. Yeah, I, I play it. I mean, I, it's kind of. Yeah, a, right. It's, it's a hard question because it's what you're looking for, you know. Um, if you're looking for the fucking flashy combos and just kind of getting it like that moment, there's there's very few things more satisfying than pulling off like a 28 hitter that 78% then, combo then getting your combo to finally work in Mortal Kombat X. But at the same time, those things in 11 are different, satisfying, but not in, in the in same a, way. Yeah. In a different way, because it's like, well, fucking, I finally figured out the reach of this move and it mm-hmm. works. And I know every time it's going to be consistent and it's going to work or, you know, what's safe, what's not safe. So it's, it's a very different kind of game. Absolutely. I will say immediately, I had probably put way more time in X up to this point in its life cycle mm-hmm. than I'd have in 11. I enjoy 11. I still play it. Um, but, yeah, I've put, I put a lot more time in X because I was maybe because I was just a different time in my life, you know, and I sure. had more time. But, you didn't have uh, a kid yet. Yeah, I didn't have a kid yet and wasn't married and all that stuff. But um, I still enjoy X, too. I mean, I, I have a blast every time I play it, and it just brings back good memories of kicking my friend's ass. My my, so. my big thing was um when you get sauced on an MKX, you know that dude spent time in the dojo. Mm-hmm. Whereas in MK11, you could lose by sheer stupid fucking luck. Because my buddy, my buddy Greg, uh, he's like, yeah, dude, like I played like this custom variant of uh, Shao Kahn with like the lance and all this stuff. And, and he had some combos, but I picked up the game for like two hours, learned Cabal, and then now he can't beat me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's it's not like he's new to the franchise. It's just simply because because you you can lose by dumb luck in 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. You yeah. can. You absolutely can. Yeah. And it's just the way the cards are drawn. Yeah. Because I, I picked it up because I wanted to play a little bit of Terminator. He's got like three combos. So I wasn't having particularly fun with him. Uh, he, he's going to be one of those like Leatherface where people just come up with the most ridiculous, like absurd over the top stuff that has the tightest of inputs. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably, you're probably right about that. Uh, and I just I find myself gravitating back to Sonya. She's a fucking blast. I love Sonya in this game. And well, we should definitely have a Mortal Kombat talk between the three of us because I think we have three very different aspects. On absolutely. That. But I think it's safe to say that that's your game of the year, right? Um, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know yet. You don't know yet? Okay. I don't know. Because I have, my game of the year is probably going to be my easiest thing to come up with. Yeah? You think yeah. so? And it, because it, we don't, we don't have like a consistent like formula. Because I think one year was like, oh, what game did you play the most? And the well, other year was, well, like, the, again. The, what game came out this year that well, was your favorite? No, I think, um, 
No, I think it's always been kind of the same. Uh, I think it's what is your game of the year, the game that you played the most this year. Yeah. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be out that year, but the, what game did you play the most of? Or which game did you enjoy the most this year? My uh, buddy told me, because um, I'm 72 hours into the, my game of the year, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like real close to being done. You want to have a talk about like the story and some of the characters? He's like, because um, it works on like a calendar format. He's like, what day are you on? I was like, November 25th. He's like, you are nowhere near done. I was like, I'm 72 hours into the fucking story. And I'm nowhere near done. And this is still my first playthrough. This isn't new game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. But um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't saying it was too. I was, actually, I did want to discuss with you of making our rating system uniform because I get confused every fucking time. You just we want to have the same rating system for yeah, all the way across because for movies or for what's it called for uh, music, it's a seven ten. or out of ten system, and but for movies and everything else, it's like an A, like a grading system. We got to make that uniform. Yeah, we'll we'll see what fits best. Yeah, we'll discuss that off air though because it's not something that I think people, good stuff. So Sindel coming out at the end of the month. Be sure to check that out. Piss Absolutely. off your family and friends during Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, so I have. Two pieces of gaming news. I picked up Pokemon Shield um, Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Best Buy. I picked up my copy. Um, so here's here's my thing, right? There was a lot of like debate around these Pokemon because they took out the national um, uh, decks, which was kind of a big deal because now this is the first game ever where you cannot catch them all, and people were upset about that. Pokemon. Right. <laughs> um, and there were some other issues and shit like that. And I don't think I have the best perspective because I haven't played a Pokemon game in four generations. My last one was Diamond in 2012, 2011, whatever yeah. the fuck that came out. Mm-hmm. But I will say I am enjoying it. I think the Pokemon, the new Pokemon are fucking great. And I'm kind of having a blast with it, if I'm being honest. For real? We'll see when I wrap it up because um, apparently there's no post game. So when you wrap everything up, it's done. It's done. And that's my biggest issue because you could play those the games forever post if you game to. Yeah. was the big big thing for yeah, me the end game the, the game didn't begin until you ended the campaign yeah. for me so i guess we'll see how long this one is and how much time and love i put into it but i caught my favorite pokemon early on and we're rocking and rolling is that um something that they've introduced before or is this the first time that they're doing that what like where the well, this, once the campaign's done it's capped and you're done um I, this is the first like instantiation of that really yeah because um i played Heart Gold, Soul Silver, which is a remake of you know Gold and Silver. Obviously, the post game for that was fucking massive, dude. Mm-hmm. I had I probably put I don't know maybe like twenty into the campaign and then like another forty or fifty in yeah, the post. I feel like fucking like when like once you beat all you know beat all beat everybody in the gyms and stuff like that. Like that's when like you said like the game began. This is where you did yeah. your hardcore crazy hunt for the rarest Pokemon that mm-hmm. you could you know skull you know go up and down the, the maps and try to figure out where people are. And there's some minor complaints I have at the moment. Mm-hmm. I am probably gonna give a full review. Once I wrap the game up, we'll see sure. how, how how long it goes. But sure. it feels nice to be in the Pokemon world again because, like I said, I haven't played a game in probably seven years. Okay, cool. And um, okay, so my next bit, uh, we I got the email. Everybody got the email that we have all been waiting for. Uh, the Master Chief Collection is finally coming to Steam to PC, uh, December third. So they're releasing the games in the order that they occur. Okay. So on December third, you can purchase the Master Chief Collection and you will be able to download Halo Reach. Okay. Followed by Halo One. Two, uh, and then ODST, and then three. So chronologically, not yeah, in the chron- chronologically. Okay. Uh, I am so excited for this. I am like over the top excited because okay. I think Halo Reach had my favorite multiplayer out of the bunch, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to dive back. And it, it's been gone long enough out of my life because I didn't give a shit about Halo Four mm-hmm. or Guardians. Guardians, yeah. And now we're back to the golden age, 
and you can experience it in the full 4K high fidelity on your PC. Well, just just be warned, Gabe. I, I want you to curb your interest a little bit because we felt the same. Well, I think I mean I could say I, I'm gonna speak for myself because I don't know if you were felt the same way. But when Modern Warfare got remastered, I felt the same way. I'm like, oh man, I'm so excited, and then I played for it a little bit and had fun, but it was over. You know? Sure. Well, so. even regardless of playing for a little bit, the story is fucking great. That's true. And I love the campaign, and I will gladly pay forty bucks for four games. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the best thing I could have fucking asked for. It's sure. not even the full 60. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I, dude, yeah, I'm excited. He's with it. I'm He's with it, it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, is that what you got to say about that? Yeah, that's all I got to say. All right, real quick. Uh, I started Jedi Fallen Order. I bought it last night, and I started it, played it for about three to four hours. So, this is more of a quick in- first impressions than anything else, and I'm sure we'll have a full review by the time I finish it. Um, so, you know. It's all right. It, it's it's cool. I mean, I I don't. The, the, there's a few issues that I have. Um, I think performance the, the performance is not optimized on the mm-hmm. on the game yet. There's you a lot of some frame drops, some frame drops, some screen tear a little bit that I'm getting. Um, I draw. I went into the settings and knocked it down to 1080p as the highest cap, so it's not trying to fuck around with it. And I hate the motion blur. I, I don't know why games have it. It drives me nuts. Can we please des- de- deactivate motion blur all the way across uh, all the games and you know moving forward. Um, there's there's some issues as far as gameplay that I have. Uh, I had to uh, adjust the controllers because the black button was like L1 and like natively, I don't know why, I would always hit R1. I'm like, let me just switch that. So I did that. Or why not yeah. L2 or R2? Or, well, I, don't, I don't know, but <laughs> I just switched it over to R1 just because I feel like combat should all be on one side mm-hmm. and everything else could be on another side. Um, so it was a little confusing to me. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what mess of muscle it's memory. It's a new layout, man. Yeah, I don't know what muscle memory You're is. You're probably going off like a Force Unleashed. For something, yeah, probably something like that. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. They might be right about that. I don't know what muscle memory is activating with that. Uh, but like narratively speaking, it's definitely interesting. Um, so storyline-wise, I am intrigued, for sure. It actually uh, had a nice little hook for them, like, the first 45 minutes. Like, they make you... Uh, get involved with the character and there's a particular character that you really like and things start to make take a turn um, so narratively i'm definitely interested um oh my god what's the name of the, uh, darth maul's planet dathomir is yeah. that right um you could go to dathomir in this tight yeah um and i went i'm like i gotta see it. i gotta see what it looks like so i went i went and then i took one step off the ship i'm like i'm not ready for this <laughs> I, I yeeted the fuck out of there because i'm like yeah i, I don't think i'm You're ready. gonna die here boy yeah, i don't think i want to die there quite yet uh, another minor complaint. Again, this is very, very minor. Uh, I feel like when you jump into something that's climbable, you shouldn't have to hit another button to climb it. Sure. Like I'm, cli- like I'm jumping into it with the intention of climbing it. Why? So you have to hit the L2 button when you want to like latch onto something. I'm like, that's a little weird. Uh, minor complaints, really, just minor. Like I said, um, like I said, some performance issues, which hopefully I'm maybe they get patched or something, get that figured out. Um, so it's not as sloppy looking. Sure. But, but overall, uh, positive experience. Overall, I'm having a pretty positive experience. Uh, I haven't gotten overly frustrated yet because I'm playing on Jedi Master. Probably should have cranked it down a little bit just so I can get through the story. But whatever. Um, and yeah, it's not it's not too bad. It looks like when it's when it's running, it looks great. Awesome. Like a lot of those big fucking starships that are like in the distance, they look fucking huge, and you can feel it. Um, yeah, I mean, so far I'm enjoying it, and uh, like I said, hopefully by the time it's all said and done, I have a full review for you guys, and uh, we'll go from there. Good stuff. I got a little piece of bonus news here. There has been talks about, uh, and these are just speculations and rumors, of course, about bringing GoldenEye, remastering it, and putting it on the Switch. Oh, Did they do that with the Wii? Mm, I, I don't recall, mm-hmm. but there are kind of um, whispers 
in the dark about the switch getting a golden night port. Yeah. Yeah. That might have to happen then. Yeah. And and, (laughs) I mean, and like the best part is, is that like, obviously the 64 wasn't internet compatible, right? Mm -hmm. Or online compatible. Now you can just hop in your fucking favorite map Mm -hmm. online from the comfort of your own home. Absolutely. And then when you want to see the disappointment on Ponce's face, you can just invite him over and play odd job. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure they had something on the way. I don't have to look that up, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, remaster it, make it look pretty. Yeah, put it, it out there for twenty bucks. I'd buy it. Make it look good. I mean, I mean, I'd be happy to play on some of those maps again. It's been a while. Temple. Oh, let's yeah. not talk about temple. Yeah, look at you know the, the rap- tightness. <laughs> yeah, the, the Raptor fucking submachine gun in the game that was like ridiculous. And yeah, man, I'll, I'll be down for that. I may have to buy. Yeah, um, good stuff. A lot of good things come to the Switch. I feel like a lot of fucking great ports. Yeah, just coming through, man. The Switch is being a port machine right now. Yeah, and um. Maybe we should come up with what we want to see ported to the Switch. I think that'd be a fun we idea. We could do that. Because I, I got some ideas. I actually got a game that fucking just crossed my mind right now. Which is? NBA Jam. Yo. Give me NBA Jam. Pour it up or shine it up a little bit. Make it look good. Don't even shine it up, man. Just, just Yo, You do that too? Yeah. <laughs> don't even, man. The, the best part about that game was the grittiness. Absolutely. And the big ass bobbleheads. Yeah, that's that's true. Ooh, yeah. NBA Jam. Yeah. Now, now we talking. Good yeah. stuff. Let's get into music news and reviews. So actually, this is like the... Sh- smallest this list has been all year probably in like at least four months (laughs) but yeah so music news and reviews so the only thing we got on here is my review of the devil wears prada the act tour uh which featured norma jean and gideon norma jean yeah norma jean so um you know me and my wife went uh adriana got a nice little pullover now from tdwp nice um and it's at the bottom lounge which i have mentioned Numerous times is probably my favorite small venue. It has a 100% success rate on good shows. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dude, I was fucking bummed. And I don't know if you and I talked about it, but I was peeing. I I went to go pee. And I was looking and you know, they had like the the shows posted up. Uh And I looked up and it said November 13th. Yeah, varials, uh, counterparts. Yeah, Yeah, I mentioned that. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, I, I was off Wednesday. I called off. And I'm like, oh man, I would have. Yeah, won. dude, I mentioned that too. I should have went. <laughs> that, that was a nasty, nasty show. For sure, for sure. I'm sure it was. I'm sure they ripped the fucking place apart. Anyways, um, so we got there. Uh, parking was a bitch. Um, but we got there, and right as the show was basically about to start, uh, Gideon came on. How's Gideon live? They're good. They're good live. Um, there's there's something about them inherently that reminds me of kind of like. Um, I told my wife Lynn Biscuit, but she gave me the eyes like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's kind of got like, I don't want to say like like a jock metal feel to it. I don't know what it is. It's that Kublai Khan. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if like your football kids that you went to high school with listen to hardcore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not a, like a bad thing. I enjoy Gideon. but Yeah, it's, it's not bad. They they performed really well live. My wife really liked them like a lot. Um, they, they sounded great. Uh, you know, they didn't overstay their welcome. They played a quick set. Uh, the crowd was into them. I think I believe the show was sold out. So um, you know, by the time Gideon got on, you know, by about half seventy five percent full, which is pretty good for an opening band. Then um, they played a great show. They did a good job. Next up, uh, the Almighty Norma Jean. Right? Uh, it's been a while since I seen Norma Jean live. Let me guess, they stole the show for you. Well, yeah. They, well, <laughs> well, they, they were great. Okay, they, they were absolutely fan fucking tastic. Um, the crowd was really into them. Uh, they had a great set. There's like kind of like nonstop fucking just the bombardment Chaos. of fucking yeah, slapping you around a little bit. Uh, they played Memphis Late to Waste. 
and they haven't played it. They, they said that they've only played it a handful of times this year. And I think from like the early days is like one of their more popular songs. And the crowd went fucking nuts. Yeah, fucking banana cuckoo crazy. Uh, the drummer is a little off point to me because he looks like somebody's dad. I'm not mad at that though. It's okay. That's what the guys in three or three look like now. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they played a great set. Uh, they played a lot of the hits, safety, uh, you know, safety last or whatever, and uh, landslide defeater. Feeder. Yeah, with errors. They played a lot of the, the new stuff. Sounded good. Looked good. Uh, you know, man, the fucking like you said, you go to the show at the bottom line, you're gonna get a good show. It's just the way it is. Even if the bands aren't, you're not into them, the sound is gonna sound great, and you're gonna get into them because it sounds great. You know what I mean? Like I, I like like mouth, uh, like mouth the flames. I like them, but like seeing them live, I'm like, wow, they were really fucking good. Probably the bottom line, right? Anyway, uh, next up, the Devil Wears Prada headliners. Uh, what they open up with? They opened up with Switchblade. Um. Uh, fucking fantastic man they got a beautiful light show their light show is fucking mm-hmm. second to none and um they played a great set fucking good stuff all the way through played a lot of hits a lot of the old stuff they played i think they only played like three songs off the new album what was it switchblade switchblade um uh, please say no and chemical i think that's it interesting uh, selection the, uh the lines with your hands or whatever i mm-hmm. think that i think that was it and i think they play like 15 songs total yeah, they, they usually do pretty chunky set lists. Yeah, last time we saw them, because we saw them at the bottom lounge like four years ago at this point, three years ago, uh, with Memphis Mayfire, and they fought, that set was like a, like a brut, brutal bombardment. 18, 19 songs. Yeah, yeah they didn't stop. They just they just kept on playing. Like, they didn't talk. They just fucking, they were just fucking play, beating you over the head with fucking songs, and it was like a brutal, like exhausting experience. This one was a little bit more tame. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like the constant madness, because they did stop to talk to us for a little bit, uh, you know, during the set. Um, great set list overall. What they close out with? Uh, hey John, what's your name again? Wow! Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, they came back out because they they were gonna finish with Asteroid, and then they do like the whole one more song thing. Even though we know that the lights, the house lights, yeah. didn't turn mm-hmm. back on, you know they're coming back out type of thing. Um, and they did Hey John, what's your name again? That was fucking wow, na- what a nasty. Throwback. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, I thought I was fortunate enough to see Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah, Hey John, what's your name again? Yeah, that the only was- thing I talked that is uh, Texas is South. <laughs> Or dogs can grow beers all over. Those are the only two songs that could top this. This is true. Uh, Reptar. Reptar would be pretty I've seen Reptar live. Me too. Um, It's good. So, um, yeah, they played a great set. Chemical was fucking fantastic live, dude. Great song. It is so fucking good live. They did such a great job with it. And I don't know. I mean, um, you know, Devil Wears Prada, typically, at least like 10 years ago, live, uh, like the music sounded great and microwave sounded great, but Jeremy was always pitchy. Mm-hmm. He was always pitchy. Like, even in the, the, the studios, like you could tell, like he can't actually hit that note. Like there's no way he can't. And a lot of the times live, he wouldn't. You know, what I mean, he would kind of like his voice would crack or whatever. He has found a way around this. By the way, he has like changed a lot of his vocal delivery on the older songs, where he would be like loud and pitchy to like something that's a lot more calm, mellowed out. Yeah, mellowed out, and it fucking sounds fantastic. Like. um Endangered Wildman, where it kind of has that part where it slows down. Mm-hmm. He and they kind of took the, took the music and made it like darker tonally, and he sung it in a different way, like a different octave, like yeah, like a lower, completely lower octave. And I'm like, why was it not like that on the album? <laughs> like <laughs> that sound is like three times better, and it was probably not nearly as difficult on his vocal cord. Like it should, it just works. Everything works. Good stuff. Everything works now. And um, I will be, I'll, I'll be honest. I barely recognize half the band anymore because half of them are gone. They're uh, old and grizzly. And- well, not even just that. Half of them are gone. <laughs> like my, the only ones left over, Mike, Jeremy, and Andy. 
And, and then uh, you got two two new guys, right? Three new guys. They got three new guys. They got a six piece now. Yeah, they got. A, they had a five piece when I saw them last they, time. They had a keyboardist and a guitar player and a drummer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think they were. They With have that, two guitars live now, right? Yes. Because when I saw them last time, they had one guitarist. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, they got two now. Uh, he did a great job, actually. He he sounded pretty good. But um, the set was fantastic, man. It was good stuff. Um, my the, favorite thing about this whole like Devil Wears Prada th- stuff is that when they're on the move, they never fail to come or, to come to the bottom lounge in like mid to late November because they came around last year when I did the meet and eat. They came around the year before meet when eat. I, yeah when I saw um, Reptar and stuff, and then the year before that you saw them again in November. Yeah, so it's just it's just this really nice, nice like timing. warm fuzzy feeling that Abs- every year we can Abs- count on them. Absolutely, and I will say I will say this, man, and uh, seeing them live again. Just kind of like reinvigorated my love for them because they have always been so great. And um, I was telling my wife when, it was like, as like after we got out, I'm like, I forget like how many of these songs remind me of when I was a kid, like a teenager. Yeah. Like a lot of the early stuff, even stuff like Gloom, because they played Gloom, which is weird. This should be in every fucking set list. That's the best song off 818. That no, I told my wife, I'm like, this is like the only great song off 818. And I, Sailor's Prayer. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so. I told my wife, I'm like, this reminds me of getting on a train to go pick you up from UIC. Like, that's like, yeah. a lot of their songs are just kind of interwoven with my memories as a kid. Yeah, dude. And like, after the show, you go home to Tony's, pick up a big fucking beef, dude, why and you, you go why back you to your this? mom's place. Why are you doing this to me, man? I'm just saying, man. I totally understand the sentiment because yeah. it's one thing listening to this when you're at home gaming or, you know, you're yeah. on your way to work. But being there physically in person and just listening to, hey, John, what's your name again? Yeah. And shit like Mammoth and... Dead Throw. I actually didn't play Mammoth. Before. That's my favorite uh, Devil Wears Prada closer. Really? And I think it's really fun. I told you, I love the music video for it and all that stuff. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. man, there's something special about it, and it's nice seeing that the band's maturing along with us. Absolutely. And yeah. Mike looks kind of homeless, but do you, man? Yeah, he cleaned up. Oh, did he? Yeah, he doesn't. He, his hair's not as long. Uh, he's, he's wearing, like, T-shirts again, so that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he, he, he looked good. The whole band looked good. They sounded fantastic. Uh, Andy's brought out his son. He just had, I guess he has a newborn. They had the little headphones on him. Oh, that's cute. And uh, they were playing in the middle of the set. Mike's like, yeah, Andy's, you know, Andy's son is here. His very first Devil Wars Prada show. He's like, and he's dead asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he is sleeping right now. And then somebody in the crowd saying, scream, hold him up like Simba. And then he's like, I'm not, he's like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it was, it was good stuff. They played a great show. Um and they never disappoint. And I love them. I love them so much. They're one of my favorite bands probably ever at this point. Because they've just, the longevity is just is, is astounding for that band for coming from that era. Coming from the Christian core yeah. um, kind of boom, yeah. really. Because even like Under Oath, like they've been around just as long or even longer, but they were gone for an extended They had, period. what, a five year yeah. period of silence? Yeah, they were gone for an extended period of time where Devers Prada has been constantly cranking. Yeah, it I, f- I feel like whenever they're not touring, they're right. Very yep. much like every time I die. Yeah. And same same principle, like longevity. These Absolutely. guys are always on the grind. Absolutely. And uh, during the set, Mike's like, well, he's like, we're only playing a few, a few songs off the new album because we do plan on coming back again soon. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm with it. Cool, cool, cool. And hopefully next time they come back and uh, hopefully we'll be able to check them out again because they never, ever, ever disappoint. And I love them so much. So thank you guys from the Devil Wars Prada for putting on such a fantastic show. And hopefully we'll see you guys next time. But yeah, that was the review of that show. Gabe, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, um, so I'm getting kind of antsy with Every Time I Die because they played a song called White Void on the boat show mm-hmm. in September, like 
eight weeks ago. Yeah. And they still haven't dropped the studio version of that, or like the single version of that. <sighs> Would you be bummed out if they just never did it? What do you mean? If it was just like no, no, it's it's dude, it's gonna be the first single that drops. You sure? Yeah, I promise you. Well, because it was on the little whiteboard of songs for the new album. Oh, okay. So and it was like the number, the first one up there. Okay. So yeah, man, I'm just getting kind of antsy as all because the song is really fucking good. Yeah. But hearing it cleaned up on a studio version, you know, that's what I want right now. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's all I got. We're gonna have some album reviews maybe next week. Really? Do po- we? I don't think we have anything planned. I'm gonna poke around though because usually when I. Uh, when I bring out the the metalcore shovel, I find some gold. This is true. You know? This is true. Absolutely. So that was episode 140 Jesus. of the Second City Kids podcast. We're soon enough. We'll be halfway over to a two to 200. Think about that. That's kind of crazy. Well, how many episodes did we do this year so far? 39. Because uh, we started at 101. Well, technically we started at 100. So we did 41 with this one. Well, 40. Well, yeah, 41. Yeah, you're right. 41. 41, uh, which, are, again, I think last couple of years, last two years have been really consistent for us. So I'm quite proud of us. Yeah, hey, man, we've been on a roll. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was episode 140. We'll see you be back next week for episode 141. And until then, folks, deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.